Welcome to the Tearing It Up podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. We'll be tearing it up, tearing it down, and tearing it apart, dissecting all things related to those who deviate from the standard. From leaders of their industry to leaders of mediocrity, and maybe a gear review or two thrown in. We shoot the shit and let the conversations flow, so if that's not your style, this may not be for you. Otherwise, listen in. Hope to light a fire in you somehow. All right, welcome back to another week. We are amped because we've got a guest with us today. We have April Katz of the Arrow Project. So the other week, let's see, well, I guess it was almost a month ago now, the Sturdy Dirty. Um, Amber and I have just been talking about it nonstop since the event because it's that kind of an event that you can just keep talking about. But um, that's where we met April. So we didn't have the chance to talk to April at the event uh, live on the podcast, but we did outside of the podcast. I got to connect with her and we had Spike on, who was also involved in the Aero Project. So we were like, we definitely have to talk to April too. want to learn more about the Aero Project, learn more about April. Um, Cause it was, was that your first race this year too? The Street yeah. Dirty? Okay. Awesome. So well, it, was my- um, it was like, I did our first, first race at the Wacom WMBC um Wednesday night it was like SST and I, that's my favorite like trail and then we had adaptive riders um Corey um being on his bowhead uh spike so they're like we signed up are you down and it's like as their coaches I was like all right let's do this so that was like we got to shuttle up and then park and then participate awesome at- and so that's kind of where as a coach, I can have access to do those, um, uh, things, but sturdy, dirty, whew, that was like the hardest thing ever. And I just said it yesterday while we're, it was like our longest ride, Hillary and I, she participated in sturdy, dirty too. She's a Pacific Northwest beer mom. That's how I met her, but we're climbing and um she's like i don't know april this is this is pretty hard and i'm like no we do hard shit we did the sturdy dirty yeah we're doing it (laughs) um and so that's and then this morning it's like we woke up and went for a nice workout and we're like we do hard shit yes yes (laughs) yeah yeah it all sparks from that sturdy dirty it's like next year it's like oh my gosh, I'm going to do the beginner level. Like I did the light, I can see it. Now it's like this beginner, it's just like, it let's level up. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause I think it was the night before or the morning of that. I talked to you gals and cause I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I signed up for the beginner course and I was like, I think I'm going to do the light though. And so I was kind of asking everybody, did you pre-ride the beginner course and then do the light or were you going to do the light from the, from the get-go? So, yeah, I was signed up from the beginner course and Hillary and I got there one weekend before. So we got to pre-ride it and I was like, Oh, hell no. <laughs> and then, so like that night I, I changed it to light. But however, um, my age, I'm not 40 yet, 39. So when I got my ticket, they put me in the 40 category. And so I was like, all right, I guess it's just something I'm going to get used to. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I feel the same way about I had such a good time on the light course. And I was like, okay, yeah, next year, like beginner course, because I kind of know what to, I mean, obviously the course will look different, especially if it goes back to Tiger Mountain, but I just feel 
like getting the lay of the land of the race in itself and the whole environment felt good and that I can be a little more mentally prepared of how long like the race could take Mm -hmm. in the longer courses and uh, hopefully be able to prepare a little bit better just being able to ride more you know hopefully not crash three weeks before the race so I can actually ride before (laughs) the race and feel confident going in but yeah um but yeah so (laughs) the aero project is what Spike introduced us to and I wanted to just kind of learn about more about that and what your involvement in is the project like where it all mm-hmm. started and also for those listening the Aero project is the spelt a i r o w so can you let us know what that means what's the word for that again when it's a oh an acronym yes <laughs> yeah uh so Aero stands for adaptive inclusive recreation of Whatcom County And uh, so uh, we aim to create adaptive and inclusion opportunities for those with disabilities um, here in Whatcom County and uh, started it in 2020. I really saw as a behavior therapist, I was, hello, we live in this beautiful outdoor playground from the ocean to the lakes, to the dirt. And I'm working with these uh, kiddos with autism and there's lack of adaptive gear here. There's like nothing. There was probably one summer a day, like once, like maybe twice, twice a year, Outdoors for All from Seattle would just come up and say, here's like all these demo bikes, try them out and then we'll help you out and then disappear. So there was like nothing from fall until spring. And then they would arrive again and be like, here's a bike rodeo. And that's where I was like, oh man, I'm tired of this. Like we need to get bikes. And I went, so um, in 2020, I was still a therapist and I grabbed four boys with autism and I taught them about mountain biking, took them to the pump track and, um, and went all on trails, just teaching them the basics. And that tool of just the bike brought them this opportunity. And I saw it where I had, I could have fade away and they were like chatting with these boys, these elementary kids that would never give them a time of day on the recess. I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of like hit me on my opportunity where um, biggest quote that I love is being be who you needed when you were younger. So a little bit about me. I grew up in special ed. I have a learning disability, dyslexia. Math is horrible. Can't even think of numbers right now. (laughs) Um, I'm always struggling through emails, right? Every day, daily activities, but somehow I'm running this successful nonprofit. So what it is, is that was like what I thought about when I was younger. I grew up in San Diego, California, and my tool was a surfboard. And it kind of gave me that opportunity when I paddled and I caught these waves, not once did anyone say, oh, that's the kid uh, that's in the special ed class. But Monday through Friday during school time, we are so labeled, we are so isolated. Yes. We- we never got to do anything. And it wasn't until 
Like my parents started putting me in soccer. Then I took off and played soccer. Same thing. No one messed on with me on the field. Like, and that's where here, fast forward, it was like, oh my gosh, this bike. It's like giving them the tools. So that's where we started. And then the pandemic hit. Mm. And then I was like, all right, I have this time to start texting people. Use Zoom, start creating a community, reach out to them because this is a population that they're terrified of COVID. A lot of cardio stuff, health stuff. So I didn't really get to see them in person, mm-hmm. but it was until 2021 when like, I think vaccinations, masks, everyone kind of felt better to come out. So it was a little tiny community for um once a month hikes and we did that and then we kept it consistent and it kept reaching out um bonding with these individuals and their families and then it was like 2022 man that i'll never forget it it was just like that summer i just boom it was like we're doing an adaptive camp we're doing it and it was just like one thing after another and it was september of 2022 that we made writing is for everyone and that is where I just got this idea where I want this to be all-inclusive every trail every and so and now it just keeps growing and growing um and that's how Spike met us And, and it's crazy just to think Spike 2022 shows up unicorn little like walmart helmet fired up and was like oh how how do we do this like you know love their energy and now here they are uh, a ride leader for a wonderful coach we're planning to get their um adaptive level one certification um and so they've just kind of branched out and it's it's the community. It's the bike community. Yeah. They go to transition women's weekend. Not one person questioned her. Like no one just included Angela having meals together, chatting beer. Like it was exactly what I wanted to see it. And I, it keeps going. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about arrow, but what about myself now I'm turning into this like awesome inclusion and breaking barriers for everyone. Mm-hmm. Now it's yeah. like, I'm just, I went to Rome fest, met some amazing adapter writers. If you, ladies, if you haven't been to Rome. Oh my God, that is on my list for sure. <laughs> I would love to go to Rome every year. I've been like, can I do it this year? And it just always sneaks up on me, but I got to put it on the calendar and just start putting, you know, five bucks a day or whatever to the, (laughs) to the budget. Yeah. I, yes. And, um, so that's what happened is like, I met adapter writers and started, like I led some bike rides there. And then I met these like adapter writers in Knoxville and we're like communicating and emailing and then I go to Fruta, like Rome, met more adaptive writers. And then that's where it was just like kept growing. It was like, hey, April, if you're in California, 
like, I'll, let's go riding. And so I got to meet Annika, got to go riding recently. This is like about last Sunday. And it was wow. just like incredible. It's like, here I am in California riding bikes, like seeing yes. something I love to do and just meeting other communities and seeing how this is a nice tool. Um, and then I was, I want to mention something that I totally forgot. But yeah, yeah, no worries. It'll come back. <laughs> I'm sure. That's amazing. I mean, just the whole start of the arrow project and hearing a bit about your story and your struggles growing up. I had to write down the quote that you mentioned be who you needed when you were younger. Um, Cause that's just so amazing because that's something that I have tried to. So I had a lot of support growing up from family and friends and like being a female in a male dominated sport. But um, what I always say now about like where I come from with all or being involved in all these women's organizations and things like that is because I want to help be support for people that didn't have it. Um, and I was so lucky to have it. So that quote really resonated with me. It was like, I am trying to be that person for mm-hmm. the other people that didn't have it. Um, and I just, I love it so much. I'm going to have to like, and so that's what I was going to mention and then I in 2023 became ambassador for transition woo they've done a lot for myself and for the arrow project and just anything that I've mentioned they're supporting I really um value that and they started and I started this thing called barrier breaking rides and it's one uh, once a month, every Thursday. So the next one is actually this Thursday, which is like August 3rd. And so, um, and it's all about like, whatever barrier you have to go riding, like we got you, we got you, we're gonna take care of you. So if there's like a black back bike, they got demo bikes. If you need shoes, they got shoes, you need a helmet. Um, and we did this during Northwest tune up and it was incredible to see how many like parents showed up. Awesome. They were like, Hey, I've dropped off my kid at their mountain bike camp, but I haven't been able to go on this mountain. I'm nervous. I'm a mom. I'm a mom of six. I can't do this and signs up and takes off and like now uh, we're actually going riding tonight. Text me. And nice. she's like, I got my bike. Let's go. <laughs> that's amazing. And I think that's kind of where I'm constantly thinking like, okay, where is arrow is, is arrow going to change? Because now it's like, we're not like, we're adaptive, like we're going to always be adaptive, but it's mm-hmm. that inclusion mm-hmm. where we yes. can have, I'm a mom. And I want to know, tell every single mom, you can do hard shit. You can do it. Yep. And like show up is that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. And the trails, you don't have to do blue line. I don't even jump. I don't even like, I just love the speed. And then there's sometimes I won't even do a drop. I have to walk it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'm a coach and it's like, I just want to bring that energy because as soon as you're in the community, you know, ladies, uh, it's the love, it's the support you're, you know, you got help and this and that. So that's like moms 
And then I have all these young university kids that are like, oh, this is our first time. So they came out and did a trail building day with us, helped us out. And yesterday I ran into two that were like, hey, what, what trail did we ride last time? And I got stuck. And so I was like, oh, you go here. And then, you know, I was showing them about the green trails. So it was like, whoa. And so, yeah, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I think it's a common misconception coming into any new sport or activity is that like you have to are come in at a certain level. Like if people forget that, no, there's like a beginner and everything. You just think like, oh, I, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. Or I, I don't do drops or I don't want to go over a jump or something. So I can't do this or that trail, but it's like you can, because you can always stop and get off your bike walk the features or anything and see how comfortable you feel with it and yeah there's trails that are mandatory you know drops mm -hmm. or jumps or something like that but like I said at least if you're going with someone that knows the trail you can stop beforehand kind of walk it and you don't have to do the thing and you also don't have to do all that to go ride with someone who does do those things like if Amber and I are riding a trail together, she may hit something that I don't want to hit or vice versa. Um, and just understanding that you don't have to be on the exact same level as someone. So just because April, you're a coach doesn't mean that you wouldn't want to ride with a beginner um, mm -hmm. because the whole thing about being a coach and what makes you excited is like amping people up, I'm sure. And like yeah. making them feel confident. So you're like, look, you don't have to do this or that and I might not do it every time I go either <laughs> like some days I do some days I don't because that's where I'm at in life for sure is like yep I'm getting to be more okay with riding trails and not feeling like I have to do this or that I can take them slower I can take them easy because I don't want to get hurt anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got shit to do so sometimes yeah. yeah you know I gotta turn the the level back down to like a five out of an 11 or something you know but yep. but yeah I think just letting people know and creating the communities where people feel like oh yeah I don't have to you know do this if I don't have to already know how and I don't ever have to learn how if mm -hmm. I don't want to I just want to be on a bike and I think yeah just getting and that's kind of where I did also want to mention is like it does not always have to be on the mountain mm -hmm. like there are trails around uh, where we are, Lake Patton, amazing trail around the lake. It's like 2.5 miles. And there's a little like roots, but around it's all smooth. It's gravel. And sometimes I meet the pe people there. It's just kind of like all about movement. It's like, yes. hey, you showed up. And yeah. that is a lot. Yes. And it is arguably the hardest thing. Yeah. Um, showing up is the mm -hmm. part that I mean, for anything, right? Just getting up, going to work or the gym or something. That's the hardest part is getting out of bed and be like, this is how I'm going to show up in the world today. And then once mm -hmm. you do and you put that one foot in front of the other, it gets a little bit easier. But like I said getting at least to that point of showing up and letting it kind of snowball from there is a huge step. For yeah. sure. Yeah, that is amazing. So you backtracking just a little bit because you mentioned that you grew up in San Diego and the, yeah. like the surfboard was kind of your your first like, I don't yeah. know, would you say love of just being able to kind of zone out and get in, <laughs> get in a different mindset? Um, 
So I grew up in, yeah, in San Diego and I have one brother, three boy cousins. They were, you know, being a Mexican family, they're all tight. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, we're just there. And we were actually lived next to each other for a long time. Awesome. And so all three of those cousins and my brother loved skateboard. So that was like my first introduction. Like I, I don't even, I was like six probably. And I knew how to like, just get on a skateboard. Um, but, uh, or rollerblading, everything was outside mm -hmm. camping. Um, we had the desert Octia Wells. Um, so, and then it wasn't until I was literally like nine years old and I was walking on the beach with my dad and I saw surf camp and I was like, what is that? <laughs> and, you know, I just did boogie boarding. I did swimming and it was my uncle Richard who saw that he, you know, he was the surfer in the family. And I'll never forget this when I ran over to, cause we were neighbors and, uh, I was just like, that's what I want to ride. And I yes. uh, didn't hesitate, didn't question me, didn't, didn't say, oh, you're a girl. He like, grab your suit, let's go. And so that's where we went down to the beach and he taught me. And then that's where he told my parents, sign her up. Wow. And that surf camp, just game changer. And then I'm going to middle school. And I'm like feeling stoked. Like my, you can see it. Like my pictures just changed. Yeah. Cause I was like this soccer player, basketball player. And it's like, boom. It's like, I, now I have highlights. I'm, super, <laughs> I'm like super, super dark. I get really, really dark. This is nothing. Uh, <laughs> and so that's, and then. Boom, met my three best friends, Amy, Natalie, and Tasia. And we were this crew that we did everything together. And then that what cool part is my parents picked up and they're like, these girls love to surf. Let's go to Mexico. Oh, so yeah. My dad hooked a trailer. We had surf, like, and we would just surf like on these weekends and get away. And I think that's where it really like, now I have my daughter and that's exactly what I'm doing. It's mm -hmm. like, just step aside. And back in those days, we didn't have a phone and deal with all mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, but yeah. And so a lot of people ask me all the time, it was just that surfboard and it kind of built these friendships. And then I, then the best part was like snowboard. Oh yeah. man. When I, someone like took was my brother. He's like, let's go snowboarding. So we went and had a family reunion up there. Wow. And I'm like, oh, wow. And it was, that was what first time I saw like the recreation, the outdoor recreation, mm -hmm. the yeah. thrive, like, you know, the hype, the stoke. I'm like, everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the vibe. Yep. It is. It's a cool vibe. And mm -hmm. not once did I get questioned about my disability. And I, Obviously, when I'm hyped and all that, I can stutter, but no one stops me. And that's yeah. what I love about it. No one's going to call me out. Right. And so, 
Not like in yeah. a classroom setting when you're asked to like read out loud and then you're already like nervous because you're just a kid and it's like a version of public speaking. And <laughs> then if so, if you're already having a hard time, then that happens. Um, do you mind sharing about your disability? And letting yeah. us know yeah. like, what, um, what it is or where you struggle? Yeah. So uh, let's see, our learning disability, it's called dyslexia. Um, I struggle hardcore with reading, grammar, any really literacy stuff. And then there's dysgraphia, or see, I can't even say it, where it's on the math side where I can flip my numbers. Oh, wow. And see, like things differently, nines and six. Uh-uh. I hate yeah. seeing those. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I just see something different. Um, I just literally got evaluated when in 20. 18 to go to Wacom Community College um, to see where my reading level was. And I'm still at sixth to seventh grade. And but look at um, you, like you said, you're running a nonprofit. Like, yeah. And I don't have a degree. Like, I don't have like a business degree. All the highest place that I went is a, called a registered behavior tech. And it's like 40 hours of like, that month of like working and doing a lot of training, um, online stuff. And I was like, wow, that's the highest I'm going to get to. However, growing up, I really thought, yeah, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to graduate. And I tried to go back to college like four times. And it was Wacom community college in 2018 when I failed a hard part in math, I couldn't even like get past this algebra one class. It's like junior high math. Yeah. And I know so, that class. <laughs> I, I and so when I saw the long list of things, I was like, Oh heck no. Mm-hmm. I don't got the time. Let's yeah. do something else. <laughs> let's, let's put my money towards something else. And I did on that. Because I went from being from San Diego, and and I didn't mention this, but I did live in Fairbanks, Alaska. So road cyclist. That's all I did is rode my bike. But then someone introduced me to cyclocross. Oh, yeah. I was like, OMG, this is amazing. This is tough tough shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Um, And loved it. And then... Then someone's like, oh, April, if you love this mud and dirt in October, November, and it's raining, wait until we teach you. And so Shifting Gears is a local nonprofit here that gets women, non-binary and anyone out on their bikes. And they did this like bike packing trip. And that was it. Wow. That was like game changer. So Rather than going to college and trying again, I actually grabbed that money and put it towards my first mountain bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. See, I love this and I love hearing this. This is exactly like the point of our podcast is sharing these stories that, again, are not the ideal, like, quote unquote, ideal, like, yeah, conventional, linear way of life of school of this or that. Amber and I have, you know, gone through school and community college and done different things throughout her life. Um, but she's still, you know, 
going back or considering going back to school to continue her degree um, like later in life. And I got as far as just my associates and decided like, yeah, I'm going to put my money elsewhere. I don't want to put it into school because these like this degree that I was going for was just a general education degree. I'm like, I don't want that. Like if it's Mm -hmm. not going to be what I really want the focus in, then why would I? And it wasn't even putting the money into it really. I I didn't put money into something else. I just decided I was going to put my time into something else. I just decided I was going to, yeah, try to go get, make a career in the outdoors somehow (laughs) became a guide (laughs) in Alaska um, after, yeah, a few years. But said it's just, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And there's so many things and ways you can be successful in life without having the piece of paper. And if you have the piece of paper and you're successful in that way, like all the more power to you, like congratulations to anyone who has success in their life in the way that makes mm-hmm. them happy. Cause that's all we're mm-hmm. trying to, to do is find our own versions of success and what makes me happy yeah. and what makes us happy. So I love yeah. that your story was just, or you know, it, they're all still being written, but yeah, it was like, yeah, nope, not for me, I'm, I'm doing something <laughs> else and I'm going to have to keep, keep figuring it out. Um, how old is your daughter now? She, uh, but before rewind, oh, rewind yeah, yeah. a little bit, um, my highest accomplishment is I'm a certified, um, life coach. So okay. I am a life coach. That is my second business. So I own two businesses. Um, with adapt, it's called adaptive life coaches. And so, yeah, that is on the other end of, yeah, being a coach and all that for them. Do you, I was going to ask, cause I know you mentioned to being a, a therapist. Um, so is that how you got into the life coaching then was just from the therapy side of things and yeah. your coaching is that, um, for folks with any kind of like learning disabilities or disabilities or is it for anybody or what is the like where does the name yeah. the adaptive life coach come from so adaptive life coaches actually comes from that failed incident at Wacom Community College I was already a BT behavior um an ABA behavior tech and I was just like tired I was tired of this like nine to one inconsistent of my schedule and that was 2019 July that I was like, I'm going to start my own business. What does it take? So I like Googled it and it took two months of like figuring out how my business, what I wanted, a mission, a plan, this. And I really love the outdoors. Obviously, you guys heard my yeah. story. And so uh, it was August of 2019 that I had my first um, clients. And yeah. that was the five boys that I took mountain biking and the parents actually withdrew them from the ABA therapy. And they're like, we don't want to do therapy anymore. We want to invest in this like outdoor, what you, what you have. Yep. So, um, from like August all the way until January, I like kept, everyone kept coming in, knows about me, knows I was a caregiver, have 15 plus years of, um, helping in the community so, um, and that's where I really, really saw it now it was like, I've had these individuals that couldn't ride a bike that I was like, I need an adaptive bike. I need a recumbent bike. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know what a recumbent bike is, it's two wheels and in the front 
for stability and balance and one wheel in the back. Um, and it's for those that just move a lot, just can't have that balance there. Um, and then we got the tandem bike and those are for like visually impaired um, that I can just go riding. Uh, so that happened. And then the craziest part as a behavior therapist, less behaviors with all these youth. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was just crazy. And, and it makes sense to me because I'm like, if I don't work out during the winter time and I'm a hermit, mm -hmm. yep. You don't talk deep. to me. Yeah. I'm such, I'm like, I'm grumpy, I'm miserable, but what snaps me out of it is going and having my girlfriends, hey, we're going to Mount Baker, we're going skiing, get out, get out yes. of your rut. Yeah. Yes. Or go, we're going swimming, spike, get, let's go, we're doing this. Yeah. We're going to the bike ranch. It's a bike ranch is a um, barn that's covered and it's a pump track. What? That's in Bellingham? Yep. Oh, cool. Amber, have so, you been there? No, I've heard of it though. Oh, That's for man. sure. So when it's cold and wet and you don't want to be on those trails, it's like, but that's what happened is with these kids too. It's mm -hmm. like, they're just seeing all the joy and the happiness and they're like, what's happening? And I'm like, you're outside, you're moving yeah. here. You're with people <laughs> who are like you. And I just got to say that your story is so amazing because it just goes to show that no matter what you have going on in your body, just as long as you find your people, you find your community, you find a way to get out, mm -hmm. you you find your place where you fit and you feel comfortable and you get your body moving, it does miracles. It moves mountains for so many people to just move your body and find your people. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. what's the, we got to find a word for this, you know, like hangry, right? When you're hungry, uh, you need to eat. You're getting all grumpy. It's like, what's the word for oh. when you haven't like exercised or gotten Sorry. outside, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> like being the little gremlin. Um, there's got to be a, a word to come up with for, for when well, we're for feeling me, that. It's like, <laughs> I haven't got that stoked, you know, like I'll use like, I'm not stoked. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I need it. What mm -hmm. happened? Yeah. yeah totally. like, oh, wait. And then I'll take us like a pause and I'm like, oh, where did I get the stoked? like mm -hmm. being outside and then I like force myself to go outside but also my daughter uh Chloe who's 10 wow uh she's an incredible mini me she's definitely <laughs> um one amazing girl that plays hockey oh uh, yes <laughs> that is that is her sport and I love it she's been playing since she was four been yeah. on that ice Wow. Uh, so during it's coming soon, like August, oh man, like August 26th is our first practice. So from August up until, um, March, April, wow. Easter, long season We're we're really, um, it, it's because we do the spring. It's really uh, like winter. It's, it's like August to January, but then she's like, I can't stop here. Yeah. It's so busy. She loves it. I'm always going to be her number one cheerleader. And this is where the bike, everyone's like, oh, is she going to be like a racer? Is she going to do this? Like, oh, she. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to force my yes. passion on her. Mm -hmm. This is like, uh, I want her to just say, mom, I'm ready to ride a bike. Yeah. I want that 
um, our time together, yes, are some of our hikes and bikes and camping. But when we're on that bike, it's like, I'm not really like coaching her. Mm-hmm. I just want her to just have fun. Um, today, she went to Radical Rippers, a- Angie Weston's like um, youth program and Emily Ford are her coaches. And I picked her up and she's like, I love mountain biking. Yeah. Oh, I bet that's got to be happening. amazing <laughs> to hear where you're like, because like so you don't want to force her to do something that she's not going to love just because you love it. But it's got to feel real good like seeing her come around to it on her own terms yeah and so I mean, today kids, kids ebb and flow adults ebb and flow so it's like yeah. you know it may come around it may go back down but it's like yeah once they find that that spark themselves then it's more likely to at least kind of like always be there mm-hmm. somewhere so uh yeah and then today I saw her do something extremely hard and she did it and that was amazing she wanted she couldn't wait to show me it's like a ramp goes into and then there's a burn and then it goes into the track yes the ramp has like a really a big drop so if you break and you hit it like you're off to the left um but there's coaches that are going to catch you but she was determined she went five times right to the tip and was like, nope, I'm not doing it. And went back, did kept doing it. And then by the, like, it was like the sixth attempt. And I just screamed out, you can do hard things. And she just goes, boom, and like, let's go. And we're like, you did it. That's yeah. amazing. That's so cool to see. Yeah. And so, and it was really cool to hear all these other campers these little tiny rippers like screaming you did it you go Chloe you know and it's like wow this is where the generation's gonna go we're pretty set yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know I love mentioning how like the other campers are are stoked I feel like there gets to be this disconnect somewhere between like middle school and high school where you and I don't know if it's a like a female thing or if it's like sport dependent and how competitive um your sport team is or whatnot but where you stop rooting for each other and everyone's viewed as competition especially if it's in somewhat of an individual sport but then when you get you know past again that like ego later in your adult life or something you're like yeah why the heck would I be mad if like this person you know, did something that I couldn't do. Like, that's just motivation. That's just inspiration Mm -hmm. to be like, wow, if they can do it, I can do it too. Or like, cool. Yeah. I don't ever want to attempt that, but that's so cool that they can do it. Um, And I just feel like kids uh, seeing them cheer for each other and and being in that environment and knowing that, Hey, you can root for each other and be each other's like true teammates. Um, And that's why I think sports are so important for kids, mm-hmm. whether it's a team sport or individual sport, extreme sport, whatever you want to call it, outdoor, indoor, I think just being involved in sports can be so helpful because like you mentioned too earlier is that's where you could be yourself and you weren't like the the person in school that couldn't read or do the math problem mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I just... I just think we got to get our kids out there 
are yeah. doing, don't have kids, but you know, I'm, I'm a coach for kids. So <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Got, <laughs> got to get out. They got to experience some of this stuff and find out what, what works for them. Like, so yeah, don't force your kid to do something they don't want to do, but if yeah. you can explore different sports and activities where they find the one they can connect to, then that's, that's huge. And I think Amber was going to ask this, um, how did your daughter get into hockey? Yeah. So we lived at the time in Fairbanks, Alaska. I was a caregiver for um, a girl who's very special and dear to our hearts. Um, I worked for her for like eight, nine years during the time we um, were in Fairbanks. Um, Met her in San Diego, teaching surfing and somehow uh, her parents just said, hey, we need a caregiver in Alaska. We go up to Alaska in 2010 and Epic. get there, um, love the community. And then Chloe, uh, being an active individual, <laughs> little tiny mini me of just bouncing off the walls. And you have to do something. It's yeah. dark days. Depression can just hit you. And so there is this like, rec center where it has like eyes um and then you can walk up on top and so I was like great I'm gonna get Chloe on the ice do ice skating lessons and then I can just go run like up on top and that's what I did um and she just loved it and then there's these ice dogs hockey that's like an amateur like hockey league super cheap tickets on a Friday night, 10 bucks. You have your beer. And I, she's so small. She's just like in my arms. And we did that every Friday. By the time she was two, three, she would stand on the glass and just hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I had the girl that I took care of um, and then her boyfriend and we, you know, we just kind of became this like family. And then right when I left, we moved about 2017, um, came to Bellingham. And that's where I was like, what kind of sport do you want to get into? And it was hockey. And so I Googled Bellingham hockey and it's called the Wacom Warriors. And she hasn't left it. Like she, you can just see when she's on that ice, like, this is my time. This is, um, and trust me when the boys chuck or like do anything, I, I can't be in control. And I love yeah. seeing that side of her, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you don't mess with me. And then she'll chase them down. <laughs> I love, love it. it. I love that so much. Get them girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Get them. Yeah. What? And... Oh, go ahead. No, that's kind of it. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say what brought you guys, um, down from Alaska to Bellingham? So I, um, we were actually went from Alaska to San Diego, but we, I scratched that idea so many times because we were just there for five months and we got there and just the rent was like 1900 for like a 750 square foot place. And then childcare was about a thousand dollars, you know, a month at that time. And then so uh, Sean, my partner at that time, like, was just doing two jobs, Uber and that 
in the Uber part was like driving around was paying for our daughter's like preschool, like wow. our daycare. So we were like constantly working and constantly busy. And what happens if you don't work out and exercise? Angry April. So unhappy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. And so that's what happened. It wasn't the social part. Mm-hmm. I got family. They showed yeah. up. They wanted a barbecue. They like, you know, I that wasn't any issues. I love my family. I love, I do miss our barbecues, but it was the fact that we were just on the go, mm-hmm. always on the, um, super busy. And there's a lot of cool trails over there. There's a lot. And at that time I wasn't introduced, uh, mountain biking yet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And I couldn't surf. I couldn't do anything. I was just like, so, so busy. And that's where, like, I looked over at Sean and I was like, I'm going to apply it. We're going to put my resume on. I'm going to go to, like, put it in two places, Portland, Seattle, or three places, Portland, Portland, Seattle, or Bellingham. Um, And we knew about Bellingham because we drove up Mm. to Alaska and stopped at Larrabee State Park. And then when we got back down, we stopped at Larrabee State Park. And so, um, not only like less than 72 hours, I had a job Wow! from Pacific Northwest autism. It's an ABA agency here in Bellingham. And I was like, oh my God, like they're, and they were willing to invest here. I don't have my therapy license yet. I have no degree. All I have on my resume is this like caregiving gigs, uh, teaching those uh, with disabilities how to serve. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Wow. Like, and, and somehow uh, the owner of Pacific Northwest Autism just said, I'm going to invest in her. And she did. She did a lot. And then we got here and that's where I learned. Like, it's just, yeah. Well, it's you got to take those chances, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not just, sometimes you just got to shoot in the dark and it takes, you know, it does sometimes take someone else to take a chance on you but you're still taking the chance by putting yourself out there and um it's just life is all about taking the chances that's for sure and i mean look at you now yeah that's amazing i I just thought about that like i obviously love tattoos but like i was writing yesterday and i really wanted to tattoo that says you can do hard stuff because yes. if you don't take a chance, you're never going to know what you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And I go back to like that day of setting up my resume and telling my family, like we're leaving. Whew! They were upset. But the second they got here, like three now where I am, it's like, wow, way to go. Like, that was all meant to be and it just yeah now what i'm like super proud of myself for good reaching out and doing and applying for a job when it's like oh do you have an aa degree or do you have your bachelor's degree i was like no i don't but i'm still gonna apply for it (laughs) yes that is such a good point because there's been many a time that i have looked at job um 
postings or anything and you know they say you need this amount of experience or this schooling and I've been like uh not even gonna do it but there's also been plenty of times where I'm like I don't fucking care I don't have the experience I don't have the the education or whatever but I have all these other things and I know I'm capable of doing this or learning this so I'm gonna apply anyway and I'm sure there's been success stories in that I don't know I've had too many jobs but um yeah (laughs) you just you can't let those things deter you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta do it and I mean if the people honestly who are screening their resumes like aren't even looking then whatever but there are some people who something catches their eye right and they're like okay Mm -hmm. well something about this is really you know I got to talk to this person I got to learn more and you just never know who's on the other side so so fuck it don't worry about it that someone's get someone's getting paid or some computer program is going through it so why not just apply anyways if it's something Mm -hmm. you want like you just got to go for it um and And I think that's kind of where um for the aero project for all our youth Mm -hmm. you know we hear it all the time I have autism oh I have OCD oh I have anxiety you know and right there we stop them yes because I love what Spike says I have autism or a coach Ashley I have OCD, you know, and it's like, we're constantly like, who gives a shit Mm -hmm. that you have all this stuff, but you are so capable of doing so much more. Mm -hmm. And that like whole disability, I hate the word disability, Mm -hmm. but that ability part is where I love. And that's what I'm going to tell all my kids is, is like that. It's telling you, you have make your disability, your power. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I tell my, all my writers, all my uh, indoor adaptive writers or um, climbing, we do indoor rock climbing um, and adaptive aquatics with Western university. But that's kind of where I've, I've heard, oh, I'm in a wheelchair. I can't, you know, and I'm like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. You got strong arms. You're going to go swimming. Yes. Like, yeah. You can do it. And guess what? She loves swimming. That's Epic. amazing. Plus yeah. on the other side of us doing hard things is an entirely new us. And it's the best part about being a person who does hard things is you just, you're just like, okay, I did that. It was hard and scary. What else can I do? Yeah. Bring mm-hmm. it on. Yeah. It just opens yep. more, more doors and realizations you know we all have the ability to do something and it's all at different levels um but helping people discover what their ability is has to be a very rewarding um rewarding thing to do so yeah what you're doing with the arrow project is amazing (laughs) and so the arrow project is based in bellingham and you do a lot of in-person things for people who are not so i'm in the tahoe area amber's up there in washington the pacific northwest um and we asked Spike this too, but are there resources that you can point people to if they're not in your area? Like where could they, could they reach out to you at the Aero Project for yeah. anything? Like do you do online programs or would you like help them find something in their area or kind of put them in contact with people or what would be your suggestions? So that is my favorite thing to do. I'm always Instagram mes- message me email me, call me, text me. I love to find that tool for you. I'm going to like make it happen. So um, Lake Tahoe, you have high five foundation. 
you know, incredible and another adaptive program. But I know people, I know people in Colorado that work for adaptive organization. I know California. So, um, and if it's even like, you know, just a plan, like where to start, what to do, it's like, I got people. I'll find you friends. Yes, I Don't love worry. that. We will be. <laughs> I, I, I am like this bundle of joy. It's crazy. I got New Jersey, New York, uh, and it all started in Rome. It's like yeah. this. And so you step out of your comfort zone and you be who you are. And I'll, that's who I am. I'm wild, crazy, but I love people. <laughs> I love community. I just, um, it's the connection mm-hmm. and the energy. yeah. And the energy, like yeah. I'm on stoke level because I worked out today and now I'm going to go <laughs> ride my bike. Yes. Tonight here for that. So, huh? I said here for that energy for sure. Absolutely. We love it. I can feel it. I mean, like I yes. want to go ride my bike now after this, but I do have to work still. Um, <laughs> but I'm like oh, tomorrow morning. Definitely. I'm going to do it. We yes. will link all your info in the show notes too, so that people can reach directly out to you if they're looking for um, a place, a source, a resource, if they need some help figuring out who to reach out to or where to go. Um, and then you, are you working on anything else or is everything kind of into the Arrow project right now? Well, I have my adaptive life coaches uh, <laughs> right. business and then the Arrow project. Besides that, and being a wonderful like mom to Chloe, uh, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. That's, <laughs> you're doing I it all. Know, yeah. Like fall yeah. programs, curriculums, got hockey. I, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I will always go, you know, to bed and everything. And it's just like, damn it. I lived a good life today. Like, oh, yes. Uh, Your cup is full. It, it is full. It's And then you have the, not get me wrong, I have those days where like, oh, fuck it. Like, but you wake up the next day and go back to what I said in the beginning, be mm-hmm. that person that you needed when you were younger. And yes. that is where I say it every morning. And then I'm like, okay, sit down and start typing. Love and um, it motivates me because like I said, with your with my learning disability, my fear is doubt. I'm always struggling. Like, oh my god, did I do this right? Did I do this right? Or, um, you just question yourself. So it's like yeah. this endless crap. But only reason is these youth, and it's like, let's make a difference. Let's show them, like, get off TikTok, get off your social media, and. Um, and that's what also is I'm bringing up at Radical Rippers today that I saw is not only that it was like these girls are going in middle school Mm. and the cool part that I saw is my girl meeting two other middle schoolers that didn't have a phone didn't know TikTok didn't you know and they're riding bikes I was so stoked we like and they exchanged their numbers they have cell phones but it's like okay that's it. They're going to start riding together. Like, I'm not going to push that, but if it happens. Yeah. Does it, yeah. Yeah. Does it remind you of uh, the friends you met, uh, your crew that you created from surfing? Just like yep. seeing, like hoping that 
that's what she has for herself like yeah that's mm-hmm. it's got to be really great to see as well um <laughs> it's been so awesome to talk to you april i've loved hearing yeah. your story everything about the arrow project and just like your background is there anything that you want to leave us with uh, where can people find you I'll, like i said i'll link everything in but if you want to just let people know like what your instagram handle is or website or anything else at all oh, that you want to leave us with like the good old dyslexia for a second there you know <laughs> i didn't even know my handle so it's ap cats at 16 um yeah and april cats uh it's okay. private facebook but if you message me i'll add you um and then our website, aeroproject.com, there's a link that, so if you're in the Bellingham area, Skagit County, that says volunteer, oh, click hey, on that. Hey. We definitely love our volunteers. Um, even if you're from, oh, I don't ride bikes. We got swimming. Oh, I don't swim. I don't ride my bike. We got indoor rock climbing. Awesome. Um, and so, and we have these nature hikes. So volunteers are always needed. Um, click on that link. And then, yeah, that's about it. That's awesome. And the Arrow Project's a 501c, right? So yep. if you can't volunteer or don't want to volunteer, you can donate, I'm sure, right? Yeah. And there's a actually a big, huge ride that's happening with my cousin um, who's riding on uh, from L.A. to Chicago. Oh. And, yep. And he's raising and he's uh, money for the Arrow Project. Wow. Just to, yeah. And it's called Oliver on the Road or Road Oliver. Oh, my God. See, there <laughs> we go. Good old. I flip well, things around, but I love that's it. That's all good. You will, again, we'll link that one, too. Um, so you can send that yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, OliverTheRoad.org. Um, you'll see my wonderful oh, I love cousin. That. Um, and you'll he started a nonprofit, and you'll get to uh, read about his vision and all that but that all started soon he like leaves in a week or something oh my and- gosh <laughs> epic <laughs> yeah. wow yeah so check that out people um but yeah if you're not a writer get outside just enjoy life yep Yes. I love that so much. Thank you so much, April. It's been a pleasure. um, And hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again soon. Keep the folks updated on the Aero Project and any events and any kind of fundraising or anything that's going on. Um, So that's it for us this week, everybody. Uh, Like I said, check those show notes for how to get in contact with April and the Aero Project. Um, And yeah, thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and would do us a huge favor since we don't have any sponsors or anything like that and would rate and review us on whatever platform it is you use, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is. And if you're listening and downloading just through the website, tearingituppodcast.com, leave comments. Um, We'll definitely engage back with you. And on social media right now, we're just on Instagram, tearingituppodcast is the handle like the post, share the post, comment on the post, whatever it is you got, um, show us your love so we just stay relevant and show up in the rankings at all. So again, rate and review, please, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.